Hello and welcome along to this On The Whistle pint size podcast, or bite size as I like to call it, but Courtney always tells me it's pint size. He's actually on holiday, enjoying a great time in Greece, hopefully sitting back, having lots of pints of Coca-Cola. But joining me on the On The Whistle podcast today, around Africa's biggest braai, is our cross-platform reporter, Alistair Howarth. Alistair, how are you doing, sir? I, I'm doing really well. I'm kind of excited to, to see what happens this week with, with the big news. Absolutely. And of course, I'm your host, Zain Nabi. And today, our biggest talker is going to be on the African Super League. On Wednesday, we'll hear an announcement at around 4 p.m. GMT, that's 1600 GMT, about what this new competition will be. Um, it's been spoken about as something that'll breed life into the African continental club scene. Um, figures of 100 million to 200 million in revenue that have been bandied around. And it's been one of the big projects that Patrice Motsepe and even Gianni Infantino at um, at FIFA have really been behind and thrown a lot of impetus. I guess for the everyman, the common man on the street, the man like me who doesn't understand much, Alistair, how will this competition work? Because we've got a lot of confederations, sorry, we've got a lot of federations in Africa and a lot of teams who want to play in this competition. Yeah, so it, that's kind of the big question, especially when we hear the word Super League, I guess it's very kind of scary concept, uh, especially because, you know, what we've seen in, in Europe. Um, but the idea is that it's a continental tournament. It won't replace the Champions League or the Confederations Cup, that they'll still exist. But it's a kind of, yeah, closed shop tournament in which there's, it's expected to be 24 teams. Um, they're going to be regional groups. So you have South and East, and kind of West and Central, and then North Africa or three different groups, and then teams will qualify from those into a knockout phase later on in the competition. Um, but there's there's still a lot of questions to, to kind of be asked in terms of how does the qualification process work? Because also this week, we, you know, we have the draw for the, the qualification rounds for the CAF Champions League and CAF Confederations Cup. But, you know, there is, there is an, an idea that this Super League won't be qualified for. You know, the teams will be set in stone. It'll be, you know, potentially a close shot. Um, we're, we're not entirely sure what teams will be involved yet, but the general idea is that it'll be three groups of eight teams with 24 teams um, uh, in total coming into, into the tournament. Alistair, that is all well and good, um, this competition. I mean, from your perspective, one of the goals behind this is to increase the standard of football on the African continent and to also bring more money into the coffers of um, those clubs. One, do you think that it could improve the standard? And secondly, do you think that this is something that fans could get behind as a as a commercial product that would hopefully see TV revenue, commercial sponsorship and ticket sales um, uh, uh, come in to really make this a, a lucrative competition. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the existence and the emergence of the Super League is is a result of a very clear issue in African club football, where you know it's not sexy anymore. It's not kind of it's not a great product, and you know that's over years of kind of mismanagement. You know, we had this TV deal that that fell apart that was supposedly meant to be worth a billion dollars. Um, and, and so, you know, the product of, of African football has been really lacking over the last kind of years and has been on the decline. So I think this, this African Super League is meant to be meant to address that issue. You know, it's repackaging it. It's making football, you know, exciting again. Um, and of course, that is a challenge because in African football, you know, we're not just competing with, you know, if, you, if you're from Tanzania, you're not just competing with South Africa and Egypt. You're competing with the, the English Premier League. You're competing with La Liga. You know, you're competing with the UEFA Champions League. So there is a real need to kind of 
redevelop and kind of restructure African football to make it more exciting, to make it more engaging, and really importantly, make it more lucrative and financially sustainable. Um, now, the question is, will the Super League do this? Um, you know, we've heard a lot of noise that, you know, they'll be increasing the prize money, you know, they'll make $100 million. And, you know, the prize money for the last Champions League season was $12.5 million. So that's a crazy increase. Um, and so there's kind of a lot of questions over, you know, is this just a lot of talk or will this actually bring about, you know, the real change that needs to happen? You know, a lot of people are criticizing it because of that kind of close shop mentality, um, saying, you know, if you're a big team and you have a you know high calf coefficient, you don't need to play well in your own domestic leagues anymore. And will that devalue the domestic leagues? And of course, then there's always the question in that of, you know, what about the, the smaller countries? Last season in the Champions League, we, we, you know, we saw some smaller teams really making waves. Um, but will we see that in the African Super League anymore? Because suddenly the small team won't be allowed in. It'll just be the big team, you know. Alakli at the moment, there's a big chance that they might not qualify for next season's CAF Champions League because they're in third in the Egyptian Premier League. That makes the Egyptian Premier League really exciting. But would it be exciting anymore if Alakli didn't need to even play that well to qualify for the Super League? So it does, you know, that the Super League addresses, you know, or will be looking to address a very real problem in African football. The question is, will it actually do that? Or is this just a lot of talk and a lot of noise where, you know, at the end of the day, there won't be much substance to it? We will wait and we will see who will the 24 teams be. That's what's been speculated across three different regions with the north, the center, and the west. And if I'm correct, the east and the south all grouped together. Um, Alistair, I have to ask you, who are the clubs that you think would be needed in this league to make it something that is attractive to people? Which are the teams? You've mentioned Al-Akhli, but who are those clubs that you could build this brand around? Well, that, that's the interesting thing, right, is is when you're thinking of building this, you, you're you thinking more about brand than you are about football, right? You're thinking about who will bring, you know, bums on seats, bring in that money. So, you know, the, obviously, you know, there's the big ones from, from North Africa that have to be there, you know, Alakhli, Zamelek, you know, Widad Raja, Esperance, you know, these these kind of clubs that are the major clubs in North Africa. But then there's a big question, you know, from, from your lot, you know, do we do we need, you know, despite their really poor performances in the PSL, Kaiser Chiefs and, and Orlando Pirates will have to be there. You know, it would be ludicrous for them not to be there from a commercial standpoint because, you know, these are two commercial behemoths, you know, and, and you know, they far dwarf, you know, Sundowns who would deserve to be there on merit. Um, so I think, you know, those three teams from, uh, from South Africa will have to be there. You know, it's a particularly interesting because of the regional thing, because, you know, obviously North Africa is so dominant. Um, so it will be a lot more competitive. But obviously, the other thing I think is quite interesting is this announcement is quite indicative of where it's ha- because of where it's happening in Tanzania. And, you know, that's an acknowledgement from CAF that this country that, you know, maybe a decade or two ago was a backwater footballing country is now considered to be one of Africa's powerhouses in terms of club football. You know, Tanzania is huge. It's growing. It's you know, And so, you, you know, you have to say both Yanga and Simba have to be there because, again, commercially two of the biggest clubs in Africa, despite, you know, very, very, very minimal success on the continent. Um, and, you know, from West Africa, then that's the other question is, you know, West Africa might not be seen as such a strong region as North Africa, but there'll still be some teams that have to be there. You know, your Horoyas, you know, there's questions over maybe Anyimba, even though they haven't been as good, you know, still a powerhouse. They'll be grouped together with Central Region, which we're not entirely sure with, but if it's with the DRC, you know, that has to include you know, TP Mazembe and AS Vita. 
So there, there's a lot of question marks around that because it's a closed shop, because it's regionally based, you know, there is a real concern that some of the biggest clubs and potentially even worse, some of the most successful clubs won't be included because they'll kind of be cast aside for more commercially viable, you know, alternatives, you know, so that that's the real kind of c confusion. And so ultimately, you know, we're not entirely sure, but there definitely will have to be, you know, certain teams, if they want to make this a successful league, will have to be there. Before we turn the bite size into a full quad, full quad, full <laughs> pod, um, I have to ask you, um, we saw with the fans in Europe reacting really badly to the European Super League. How do you think African fans will react to this competition? I think there, there'll be a lot more, there won't be the same negative outlook on it. And I think, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, this is, although it's potentially going to be a bit more of a closed shop at the top table, you know, fans understand that something needs to change. They understand that, you know, CAF football as it is, is lagging behind, you know, its continental rival. But then secondly, as well as coming through CAF, it's not a breakaway Super League. It is a Super League endorsed and brought in by by the Confederation. So it's not like this is kind of something that's looking to break the system of football as we know it. Um, and and I think I think really the fans will react in a way in which, based off of how they, they go about implementing it, you know, if fans fans aren't fans aren't stupid you know oftentimes we're passionate but we're you know we're not dumb they'll see it for what it is if it is just kind of you know a, a false dawn and if it is not being implemented and i think there is you know there is a real sense that fans don't have a lot of trust in calf at the moment you know speaking to, to a calf official and they said that's what we're trying to do mainly with with this new kind of project is we're trying to build trust because there is a lot of kind of animosity there between clubs and fans and the federate confederation itself you know, but just over, you know, the last few years in terms of the way it's been run, you know, we look at the way that the Champions League final was given to Widad, you know, so there's not a lot of trust there from fans. So I think CAF and the clubs involved and the federations involved will have a lot of work to win over fans. But I don't think it's a lost cause. I'd say it was in Europe. I think there is a lot of openness to it. I think particularly fans in those regions that haven't been as strong traditionally like Tanzania you know, maybe like this might bring in the South African clubs onto the continent in a way in which they haven't really wanted to kind of engage with the continental football in the same way. So I think there is a lot of positivity from fans. I think there's not the same skepticism and, and rightly so. But again, like I said, there, there's there's a lot of trust that needs to be built. And and so I think we're kind of in a position where we'll have to wait and see how it's actually implemented before before fans really react. Alistair Howarth, our cross-platform reporter. Thank you so much for that analysis and perspective. We'll be waiting to see what happens. Tell us, if you're listening out there, you're a fan of the African Super League, which teams should be there? Hit us up at our social media accounts, OTW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or listening on your, pot, your preferred podcast platform out there. Remember, you can find us by searching on The Whistle Podcast on YouTube and Facebook. That's it for now. We look forward to seeing what happens with this big project. Um, certainly a lot to dig our teeth into when we have a little bit more meat on the bone. Alistair, thank you for joining us and have a good day, mate. You too, mate. Thanks so much. Thank you.